Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today we're going to talk about abortion updates and how they can impact adoption. We're going to look at what has transpired in the last couple weeks since President Biden has been sworn in as president of the United States. And we're going to see what has happened across the United States. Uh, We're not just going to focus on Arizona today. We're going to focus on other states as well. So according to Capital Update, Senator Mike Thompson talks about recent votes on an abortion amendment. So there have been some developments in Kansas that have been very interesting. Uh, the people of Kansas will now have the opportunity to affirm, and in parentheses, there is no Kansas constitutional right to abortion or to require the government funding of abortion and would reserve to the people of Kansas through their elected state legislatures the right to pass laws to regulate abortion. End parentheses. That wording will be on the ballot of August 2022, thanks to Kansas Senate adopting the Value Them Both Amendment by a vote of 2811. Uh, This followed action by the Kansas House, which adopted the amendment by a vote of uh, 8638. That's a wide margin too. And I think that that is is powerful. And again, when one state has taken a very strong and powerful approach, it really does seem like with the heartbeat law that other states start to follow suit. So that's a really interesting development since uh, the middle of January. Now, what do you think about, okay, so these, the laws that we're talking about and going to be talking about, many of them are very surprising in their strength. Do you think that's a good political strategy or do you think you try and incrementally change this? Like for instance, if that law had just been about um, not having government funding of abortions and then take a little step. Do you think it's better to jump right in or with both feet or? I do. I think it's always, um, and this is just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's always better to cast the net far and wide and, and see what you can get. 
So I think by grabbing as much as you possibly can, hopefully at the end, you'll have something still left in your hand. All right. And so that forward progress. So I do. I do. All right. So in the state of Arizona, this was published on the 22nd and updated on the 23rd of January, stating that an Arizona bill would force prosecutors to treat abortion as a murder case, possibly exposing women and doctors to prison time or even the death penalty. Faces a growing backlash just hours after it was rolled out uh, a couple Fridays ago at a joyous rally at the state capitol lawn. The bill would give county attorneys the power to prosecute homicide by abortion, regardless of conflicting federal laws or court decisions. The crime would cover an unborn child in the womb at any stage of development, and there would be no exceptions for women who choose to end their pregnancy. So this is an extreme bill that is is being looked at. Mm -hmm. Uh, Republican State Representative Walt Blackman of Snowflake told the crowd of several hundred that the bill would not be amended in parentheses. It's a perfect bill. This bill is going to take a minute to get through. In an interview afterward, uh, Blackman said everyone involved in abortion could be subject to prosecution. He is staunchly pro-life and refused to directly answer why he would condone the death penalty for any women or doctors. He stated, I'm not a judge. That's not my lane. So if this legislation is passed and signed by the governor, which I I highly doubt, um, it would be the most extreme anti-abortion law on the books based on the state legislation compiled by the Guttmacher Institute. On its face, however, the bill appears to be unconstitutional. The bill itself is pretty horrifying, regardless of whether it's constitutional or not, says Democratic State Representative Athena Salmon of Tempe. Lawmakers in Mississippi and North Dakota are considering similar legislation. Wow. So do we think that this is, at least this is how it seems to me, more a statement, because I find it very hard to believe that even if it passed, which is like way unlikely, but even if it did pass, do you think that there's any way the Supreme Court would not just knock it down immediately? You know what? No, I think Kathy Harold, president of the Phoenix based Center for Arizona Policy, is the person most responsible for the stack of anti-abortion bills passed by the legislature over the last decade. OK, states we oppose any move to put the women who seeks or has an abortion in prison. Harold has said in a statement to 12 News in the pro-life community, we love both the woman and her unborn child. Both are victims. And so I think that that is really the approach that. You know, myself, I'm sure you right. and and the majority of people who who are advocating for the life um, of babies really take. I mean, mm-hmm. this this law is not something that I think is really representative of a, a pro-life movement. I think it is an extreme uh, law hoping okay. to kind of jar it a little bit more in the direction that we would like to see happen. Okay, so you think it's kind of them saying, okay, here's this extreme law that we don't really agree with, hopefully. By turning this down, it leaves it open for us to come in with less extreme laws that yeah. are more common sense. It's, it's just jawing that, that, the door just a little bit right. to get our, to get somebody's foot in there. Okay. Um, again, I think it's the whole pendulum. You know, you got to swing it really far to get it to come back just a little bit more in the middle. Right, okay. 
cool. Yeah, I think definitely. And then, you know, you look at like the state of Tennessee, uh, the hill.com put on their news that uh, Tennessee lawmakers have proposed a bill that would let a biological father stop a woman from getting an abortion. The bill introduced by Republican state Senator Mark Pody says a person may petition a court with jurisdiction over domestic relation matters to request an injunction to prohibit a woman who is pregnant with the person's unborn child from obtaining an abortion. The Senate bill was passed on to second consideration on Thursday and has been referred to the state judiciary committee. I think that, again, that is the right thing to do. You have to notify of a birth father in the event of an adoption. Right. Why shouldn't you have to notify them in the event of an abortion? Right. And when you notify a potential birth father in the case of an adoption, they have to, I mean, they have the opportunity to contest it and say, I want to raise a child, you know, and however that turns out, that turns out. But at least you're putting him in the game. Whereas with abortion, you can bypass the birth father. He never has to know a thing. And like it or not, that's his child as well. Agreed. So, And so I think that this is a really, really powerful movement. I think where there's going to be a lot of backlash is probably going to be when people are are saying, well, if this was a situation of rape or incest or um, what have you, that that's where it is going to, the bill is, there's going to get some pushback. But again, when you look at the abortion cases that are attributed to rape or incest, they're, they're not, the numbers are very low. It's minuscule. Yeah. Comparatively speaking. So this would definitely um, benefit the babies that may not be given a chance at life if this bill goes through. And again, when you are doing an adoption, even those situations of rape or incest, the birth father still have to be notified. Exactly. So it change in that in that stance. Uh, in New Mexico, the abqjournal.com states that they have uh, introduced a proposal to repel a 1969 anti-abortion law as it moved closer to final passage Monday. When it cleared the House Judiciary Committee, the legislation, Senate Bill 10, could be taken up by the full House later this week. Uh, The last step necessary to send the measure to Governor Michelle Grisham has made its passage a priority. The proposal would repel a state law that makes it a crime to end a woman's pregnancy, except in a certain stance. The measure, in parentheses, is really saying that we trust New Mexicans to make these decisions for themselves, according to Laura Cadena. Uh, Republican lawmakers objected to the bill, arguing that New Mexico should establish a ban on late-term abortions. So this proposal would repel a state law that makes it a crime to end a woman's pregnancy. But this is largely unenforceable now because of the decision of Roe v. Wade. So this is kind of not... It's just signaling more than anything. It is. The aspect that would be a good thing for... Um, those wanting, you know, restrictions on, on abortion would be that it's bringing more attention, more draw, you know, um, to the abortion issue itself. Mm-hmm. But because this isn't really an issue whatsoever, it's kind of like going back and fixing an essay that you've already turned in and has been graded. Like it's right. not really going to change much Anything. because, yeah, 
but again, I think anytime there is a light brought to darkness, then we're able to focus on whatever is shown upon. Right. Again, we we're that's what we're doing here. We're talking about it and you know, I think we're shining that light, hopefully. I hope so. So let's let's uh look lastly at Indiana. So in Indiana, there was a House committee that agreed Monday to require doctors to tell women considering a pill-induced abortion that the procedure can be reversed. This is being called out upon because they're saying that there is no reliable medical research saying whether or not this is true. So again, this is a chemical abortion is, is when a woman takes, usually it's a series of two pills and then her body aborts the baby. Again, this is drawing attention to the abortion debate and hopefully providing awareness and education. But at the same time, I think the goal is, from my interpretation, is trying to state to women, even if you've taken the first pill, there's still a chance that the baby may live. And by taking the second one, you know, could ultimately kill the baby. But I think they're still holding out hope that the first one may not have terminated the pregnancy. And she may change her mind on that decision. Right. And I think that it, that they may, this may be looked at as important because many people are not good at the follow through of medication. You know, when the, when the COVID immunization came out, there was so much concern about whether people would actually follow through and get the second shot Mm -hmm. or whether they will, you know, be prescribed a 10 day course of antibiotics and not complete the full 10 days. And so I think that that is, is, basically saying, okay, we don't know if people are actually going to follow through and take the second pill. And for those that are having second thoughts, maybe this is a way to, you know, possibly save, save those babies. Okay. Yeah. So So a lot of good news this week, you know, for the pro-life side. You know, I would say it definitely sounds like it. I think Mm -hmm. that ultimately the impact of this on adoption would really funnel through the more babies that are born that mothers decide that, you know, they're not ready to parent them mm-hmm. opens up the door for adoption. And I think that the more chances that present themselves, the more families can partake in adoption, which is, as we've always said, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to understand that if you're awaiting adoptive family and you really want to grow your family or begin your family through adoption, you know, uh, these abortion bills and, and the talk in legislature, uh, the more we can hopefully stop, prevent some abortions so that some of those babies hopefully can be given a chance at life and placed in a beautiful adoptive family. And for those women that have had abortions, we don't believe that you should be condemned. We don't believe that, you know, that this bill in Arizona is reflective of our stance or viewpoint whatsoever. Right. The reason we are talking about it is because, again, we are talking about what is happening in our nation today. And um, we do not subscribe to the belief of what this bill proposes. And I think that the best way to to really go forward from here is to just have hope and faith that we have not had any backward movement on the progress so far that has been made to date um, on, you know, getting closer to 
there being more restrictions and more hurdles for abortion. In other words, we are still moving in the right direction so that these babies have a chance at life. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.